Uh, but tomorrow night will be like that again. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry. Okay. Yes, very good. Is it live already? Is it? Yes, we are. Yay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Okay, please go to my Facebook. And then you will see that under my personal timeline, you will the video yep. will pop. Mm. You see the video pop up? Yep. Yeah. So and then so you can click on share. At the bottom, there's like, comment, and share. Uh, then you can click on share. Okay. Yeah, you click on share first. Huh? Share. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I'm also sharing in some groups. So while you're sharing, I'm also sharing. Yeah, I'm going to share with Raising Future Ready Kids uh, and SG100, Super Brammy Club, Trainer Synergy, and Happy Man Club, and Say Yes to Abundance. Say Yes to Abundance. Okay, good. I've shared with all my groups already. Have you have you clicked on share yet? Okay, even though yeah. Yeah. Nah. Uh yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Let, let's begin. Okay, yep. Okay, so uh before we share your personal story, uh let's share a little bit what you currently do first. So Eugene, I'm into wellness consulting where I do corporate wellness programs to help people attain their higher, highest level of well-being. Mm. So it really depends on what HR would require of me mm. in terms of designing specific programs to meet um, the company's staff needs. And of course, I do individual yes. wellness consulting based on the clients I've been referred to by different health practitioners and friends like yourself. Yes, yes. And I'm very happy to also learn a lot about health from you, you know, like having dinner with you and your husband and, you know, learning what is, uh, what am I deficient in uh, and how I can improve my health and my mom's health. All these are very, very helpful. Yeah, so at least this gives context of what you currently do. Okay, to, tonight, uh, because we, we run a separate webinar on the health aspect. So tonight I want to focus more on your personal story. Yeah. Can you share uh, in very broad strokes first? Later we'll go deep. In very broad strokes, what brought you to do what you do today? You know, starting from, let's say, when you first started work, what, what were you doing actually? You know, how, how do you evolve to eventually do this? I was just a rich Thai Thai <laughs> in Shanghai. Okay. But... Um, when I relocated back to Melbourne, Australia, I needed to reinvent myself, essentially because I couldn't get back to the corporate world where you know, I would love to do consulting, but yes. because I had stopped working for a length of time, yes. it wasn't quite possible because I didn't have very recent up-to-date experience. Right. And since my passion is about making a difference in people's well-being, and I always wanted to be a world changer, I thought it would be really 
good I could start um, doing wellness consulting mm. from the physical, it could then uh, branch into the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, oh. and, yes. and all that aspects. Okay, yeah. I'm very curious about the rich Thai Thai part. You, you were originally in Australia, correct? Yes, I've emigrated to Australia because I graduated from Australia. So it was just a very natural progression to emigrate to, to be there. And that's where it has been home for many years before mm. I came to Singapore. Okay, and after that, you moved with your, uh, can I call it ex-husband? Yep. Mm -hmm. To Shanghai. To Shanghai. And how many years were you in Shanghai? Six and a half years. Ah, okay. So throughout that period, it was just not working? No, I was when I basically was starting my, my family. Mm. And there wasn't any need for, for me to work, although... I think out of boredom, I was involved with the Shanghai American International School. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's volunteerism. No, 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 no. Oh. I was uh, on, oh. their, on their payroll. Ah, okay. Got it, got it. Yes, because um, teaching is something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was great that I could um, get a role at the Shanghai American International School to yes. teach the the children. Yep. So that was really, really rewarding, but it wasn't my my typical consulting um, expertise that you know I was really tapping into, but just more on my ability to teach yes. in that sense. So that's why it wasn't quite relevant when I went back to Australia and I couldn't get back into what I would prefer to do in terms of consulting. Yes. Yes. Okay, can you share, uh, uh, if, if you are open, anytime you feel uncomfortable, you can say, can I skip that question? Okay. Uh, can you share a little bit about this period in your life? You know, is it very painful? Uh, did, did you struggle with it? And if you did, what, 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 what was the actual struggle? I think um, like with um, all relationships which are dysfunctional, there will always be, be pain. So I guess uh, mine was a very dysfunctional marriage that um, I kept having hopes that my ex would change. I, I kept for, for forgiving him for infidelity. I kept um, trusting him, even though he didn't deserve that kind of trust. So you can understand it was an emotionally very abusive relationship because I was trusting someone uh, who, who was not trustworthy. And I was working at a relationship when it wasn't reciprocated in the manner that, um, that a healthy relationship would, would be. So in that sense, even though yes, um, on the exterior, I may seem to be living the most amazing life, you know, of being a rich Thai Thai. But really, I think I was, I was dying on the inside mm. because I think it's 
very important that we are able to be ourselves. So with my passion always to help people, I found myself in a very hypocritical, difficult situation because I love to help women. But then here I was in a very pitiable state because my own marriage was in such a shamble that I, I, I didn't even know what to do. Mm. So it, it compounded uh, my frustrations of not being able um, to be emotionally well, to be there for other people that I feel I wanted so much, you know, to, to be there for, for others. That's why it's very important to be well yourself first. So in that sense, I, I struggled with, with trying to make my marriage work. But of course, you can't make marriage work when the other party is not trying. Yes. So in that sense, it was a very, very painful uh, situation that went on and, and on for, for about 10 years before I eventually realized that I was emotionally dead. Mm. So short of perhaps um, taking very drastic steps, I got out of the situation and went back to Melbourne. Got out means you uh, engage a lawyer. Is that what you mean? No, no. I I just chose to to leave uh, on his own terms um, with the provision that I could have full custody of the kids right, because right. I felt that that was the most important thing. It wasn't yeah. the money. I yeah. mean, it wasn't the the status. It wasn't the prestige uh, because essentially. I'm just a very simple person who just happened to be really blessed yeah. with what I, I, I had then. So in a sense, I could walk away with nothing mm. in a sense, yeah. just my children to return to Melbourne to start life all over again. Yes. So that was something very difficult because in the first place, I never believed in divorce. Yes. But after years and years and years of abuse, um, you come to the real, real realization that you have to do something if you want to have uh, a meaningful life. Yeah. So I told myself, if I'm ever going to be able to be a world changer, I need to get well. I can't stay on being in a dysfunctional relationship where I was dying on the inside. Mm. So that's what I, I did, um, which may seem pretty crazy to some people that I could just walk away ah. without fighting. But I told myself that um, God, whom I trust in a lot, could more than make up to me and because I trusted in God so much, everything was, was um, about him being able to restore my life. Is it, so I, I guess I had a lot of hopes in God. I had a lot of faith in what he could do. So that was why I eventually was able to 
walk away without um, fighting for my share of the assets. So you, you had custody of the children and you did not have the share of any asset? It was all dictated by, by yeah. my ex. Yeah, it was fully, fully, fully dictated by him. And you decided just to accept everything because as long as you have the children. And we are talking about two, two children? Yes. Right. And how, how old were they when, when this happened? How Priscilla was just in pre-kindergarten. Right. Alex was in primary three. Oh, they are all very young. Very young. Mm. Uh, can you share a little bit? Uh, okay, first, first of all, I, I, I want to say I fully empathize, you know, because it's, it's not easy. Yeah, and although I myself have not gone through it, but uh, all around me, including people in church, have gone through it. Uh, what, what happened after that? You know, because after that, it couldn't have been easy, right? With, with you being a single mother of two kids. I only remember I cried every day. When you moved back to Melbourne? Uh? Because, uh, because I left Melbourne essentially without um, a contact to stay in touch with friends because in those days, I didn't have a mobile phone number. It was in those dark ages. There wasn't Facebook. I didn't have Facebook and that sort of thing. So it was really scary because it was like going back to a country that I knew and yet I don't know. Yes. Because I didn't know where all my friends have been. And I think I was hurting too badly on the inside to even desire to reconnect with old friends. Right. Because it would mean revisiting what happened. And it was just too painful. So you could say that I was starting life all over again oh. uh, with my two young children. And yet at the same time, I think I was very riddled with guilt that I took them away from a life of luxury and and what life I could really provide for them that was somehow superior to help them grow to be the most amazing people that they are. I think I, I was very conscious of that responsibility and what I didn't have. Yeah except that I knew I had, I have God. Hmm. Were, were you always a Christian? I actually became a Christian when I was a little girl, oh. coming from a very staunch Buddhist Taoistic family. Oh. So it was quite dramatic because um, I was seeking God because on a family holiday trip, I came to a wishing well where I made a wish that I'll always be happy and that I'll always have my parents with, with me. My mom was there with me at that time, laugh and say, silly girl. That sort of wish would never come to pass yeah. because mommy will one day die. Right. And life is such that you can't always be happy. Yes. That kind of shocked me. And um, it made me wonder, okay, when people die, where, where do they go? I began to ask a lot of difficult questions to my mom. And I was just 
wasn't happy with whatever answers she gave me uh-huh. concerning our Taoistic Buddhist uh, beliefs. And so I told myself, I've got to find God. I've got to find God. And you know, when you find God, he, he somehow shows up. And so through a cousin of mine who became a Christian, she shared with, with me that, yeah, you're right. Nobody gets to go to heaven except that you accept his gift of love. And that is true, through Jesus Christ. So he said, wow, I want that. So I became a Christian when I was just so little. And um, it, okay. was the, it was the best thing that happened. Uh, even though my mother threatened to, to disown me you know, for being a Christian. So she effectively just stopped me from going to church. Yeah. It never stopped that belief and um, secretly reading the Bible in my, um, in my quiet moments or in the toilet or things of that sort. Yeah. So I, I grew up with a very uh, deep relationship with, with God that sustained me yeah. during that dark period when I went back to, to Melbourne. So, uh, okay, for, for how many years uh, did you struggle in, in Melbourne? God is good. <laughs> <laughs> God is really good. I was crying so loudly in church one day when no one was crying during the service. <laughs> And as a result, at the end of the service, people came up to me and said, is everything all right? And one of them was this Greek lady. And she was saying that, I don't know what you're going through must be so difficult. In many respects, I think I can understand because my husband left me two weeks ago. So of course we had, you know, so much in common and we became good friends. So... She was very insistent about uh, meeting someone that she that she knows, and and so she was adamant about um, arranging for me to meet him. Oh, so basically, that's how I met my my current husband. It was because of Maria. Wow. She basically set us up with um, getting us over to her place for dinner because she's an amazing cook. <laughs> That's how I met Ivan. And um, and because when I first met Ivan, he was in a very pitiful state as well. Oh. Because he was suffering from fibromyalgia. So, so, sorry, chronic what? fatigue. Fibromyalgia. Oh. Chronic, chronic fatigue. Right, right. So... I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I have to help him. So I guess in the process of of helping him, I got to know uh, Dr. Cole, who then gave me ideas on how I could set up my wellness business. And it was the best thing that happened because instead of trying to focus on a job that I couldn't get since I was so out of touch uh, with the corporate sector. I basically set up my own wellness consulting business, Mm. uh, 
which was amazing. Um, yeah, so I guess the, the, the romance took off and um, I, because I fixed up Ivan in a way and oh, so he yeah. married me. <laughs> uh, maybe after about two years. Okay. So, so okay. Let, let me try to understand. Uh. You, you, obviously, you moved back to Melbourne and then you were a single mother. Yeah, but very soon your church friend saw that you were crying and she introduced you to Ivan, right? So far, that, that's correct. Yeah, kind of. Yes. And, and, okay. That's the part because I'm not a woman. I, I need your help with this. <laughs> so having gone through such a painful uh, first marriage, right, and a painful divorce, like what, what gave you the faith that this will work out? Wouldn't you have a suspicion of men or you not know, of marriage? That's, um, that's maybe a, a gift that I've got. I'm very trusting. I'm very trusting. My daughter thinks that um, I'm just too naive. Because I trust people people so easily. I think the world of people, I believe in people. (laughs) So, yeah. I I guess when you heal, when when you let God heal, heal you, there aren't really fears. Because both are Faith and fears cannot co coexist. Mm-hmm. So I, I chose to have hope. I chose to have faith. I chose to have love. So there was no room for, for fears or doubts or or anything that was negative. I just could I just could trust people. Maybe I, I sometimes oh. over trust people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh until, <laughs> until they show that they are not that what I thought they are. So how, how long has it been, uh, you and Ivan? Oh, we have been married for, wow, um, 19 years. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. For 19 years. Yeah. And your first marriage was only about seven, right? Seven or eight? No, 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 10 years. Or oh, 10, okay. Wow, wow, okay. That's amazing. So God is really good to you because, I mean, you, since you are so trusting, the second one could have ended up quite horribly also, but yeah, it, it's so... <laughs> you know, I, I was just uh, texting Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not related to the interview. Lah. Yeah, and, and he said like, he's like super healthy now because... <laughs> Because of you. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, and, and having met him several times really is is like he's glowing. You know, I I I'm amazed. Yeah, I'm amazed. Yeah, glowing because of health, nutrition, and as as well as love. Lah. Yeah. And Ivan is a Christian as well, is it? Yes, of course. Well, was he always a Christian or because yeah, he- he's he's always been a Christian. Um, since young as well, ah. he had an encounter with right. God and he was fairly young. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I'm very, very curious now. Huh? Yeah, because I, I, I see this a lot in movies. Yeah, but I don't know in real life whether it's true or not. 
So your your two children, did they warm up to Ivan very quickly or it took some special effort on your part? I think with with all um, relationship new, new families, uh, there's always a time of, of adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. There's always that time of accepting one another. Mm. Yes. Did you have to do anything special, like like specially arrange for dates or write notes or or you just let it let nature take its course? I think um in those years, I think I was very immersed in in building my business, and I basically mm, trusted God to to take care of the family. Oh. Yes. Wow. And I think Ivan did step up to to be there for the kids because oh. I must admit that they have grown up to be very amazing young adults. Yes. So he really, I mean, that's a bonus lah, because you didn't know how good a father he was. You only know he's a good man, right? And yeah, so, true. <laughs> and, and God is so good that he ended up being a good father as well. I guess so. You guess so. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, talking about dark periods, because now a lot of people are struggling. I mean, not not just with health lah. You can imagine people are struggling with mental as well, struggling with marriage. You know, a lot of people are struggling with marriage, mm -hmm. uh, violence, and so on. Yeah, which is why I I wanted to probe further on this, so that uh people watching either tonight or tomorrow will draw strength from from what you have gone through. Mm hmm. Uh, when when you were struggling and you had you didn't know what was next, right? You know when when Ivan didn't come into your life yet. Oh, was it only just God who helped you, or some other kind of uh, framework, formula, <laughs> you know, uh, methods, or or like family members? You know what else was your supporting pillars? Of course, God is number one, but what, what else were, were there? It was God, God, God. <laughs> it was essentially, um, my family, they were still back in Malaysia. So oh, it was God, God, God. Okay, this may seem like a very stupid question. Why, why don't you move to Malaysia then, with your two young children? I have already... I've already emigrated to Australia. Also, no longer Malaysia. Yeah, I yes. Um, Malaysia hasn't been home for many years Despite because I moved to Shanghai from Australia. Uh, I left Malaysia many years ago. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. So it wouldn't make sense because, in a sense, um, my son was Australian born, so, so in a sense, they needed an Australian ed education. Yes. So, like I say, I'm I'm a very strong person. Yeah. I I don't um. I don't just need like some kind of um. Social support. Um, a framework, you know, in yeah. order to continue on well. Sure. I mean, I appreciate. 
whatever social networks there may be to help and support me. But in essence, I think very much it's about who who you are mm -hmm. and um, what you determine to make life out of and and what your your vision, your your values are grounded in. I, I realize that when you rely so much on God, mm. He will definitely show up. Yeah, and yeah. and that has been something that has um, endeared me so much to to Him. Yeah. That even now, I mean, it's like my success, you know, in my business or my success in whatever. Really, the, the X factor is really God. Because there are certain things that I know I, I can't do. And it's only when God can demonstrate the extraordinary favor that I then get um, promoted, I get to clinch that, that contract or whatever. So um, it was like, like that because I, I still remember because of course I didn't meet Ivan straight away. Yes. There were there were a number of months. And so during those, those uh, months where I was really um, help, helpless because uh. helpless in the sense that I wasn't getting solutions as how I was going to move forward. Mm. All I knew was just cry mm. and pray to God. Yes. And that's where everything that is given to, to God, whether you cry to, to him, he always answers in, a, in an amazing way. So that is why I'm able to create a future out of who I am mm. because you cannot create what you're not. Yeah, you cannot create what you're not. Yeah. Well, you're, you're really very strong. Yeah, because I, I, as a life coach, I meet many people and a lot of them have doubts. A lot of them need, uh, obviously, social support. And you were alone with two children in Melbourne with no social support and other than church of course church is a very good social support as well as uh, God is the best at the best divinely social support and, and yet you never doubted so, some would doubt easily right they, they will say like oh you know if God is real I would not have chosen this man I would not have gone through divorce yeah but for you despite all your personal struggles, you continue to believe in God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, my mom had a faith crisis because like, like you said, you know, um, people would ask, how come God didn't, you know, help you in your marriage? But I, I didn't see it that way. I saw that God was always there with me in my pain. Mm. And um, even though I was going through a lot of pain, I knew that he was going to restore me, that something beauty could mm. come out of ashes. Mm. Um, 
I had this great hope of restoration because I strongly believe that he was more than able to restore everything that I have lost. And he has, beyond my wildest dreams. He has he's exceeded my expectations. So can you imagine? That's why um, they that hope in God, they, they will never, never be, be disappointed. Sure, I may cry, but I cried to, to him. And in those dark moments, I really felt him. You know, he gave me promises, promises after promises that I wrote down, that I cling on to, that I dream about, that I, that I pray about. And you know what? All of them have come true. Oh. So, so I, I know that there's still more to unfold, okay? Um, but I mean, I mean, life is really so good, but yet it's because I'm expecting, uh -huh. um, you know, to be a vessel to be used by, by him because I've gone through so much pain. So I understand, I've, I bear all these scars, you know, and, and all these scars, all these wounds are basically his trophies of how amazing he has been to to heal me, yes. to restore me, to 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 help me. That's why I love helping people. That's why I love what I do, yes. Eugene, because I love the fact that um, I'm able to help people holistically. Yes, um, I may be an expert in nutrition, which is my forte. But I realized that wellness is about everything, about you. Where you have a body, you have a soul, and you have a spirit. And so you need to be well, because I know what it means not to be well, you know, to have a broken heart. I know. And so that's where I now come across people with broken hearts. And I love to be able to speak life unto them, to help them to know that there is hope that there could be um, a better, greater future ahead of them. But they must press in to believe because if they don't, then they will only be settling for what they only know of the existing um, circumstance and their current world, but not of future possibilities. So I love to inspire people to be able to see into the future like I did. Mm. And, and so it's like, um, I, I, I just completely believe that it was going to happen. Again, all, all hope. Can you imagine my mom had a faith crisis, right? But I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really, really amazed. The, the, okay, uh, Sherman is asking a question, uh, and I think it's a very good question. So she, he says that you have high positivity. Uh, is there anything worse or even darker than your broken marriage in, in your life? I, I think not being able to live life too, 
to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Could be a very, very sad, sad thing. Okay. Because sometimes I come across people who don't have a dream, who don't have a passion, and they just go through life. Mm. Um, cruising, cruising. In, in a way as if they are not fully alive. Yes. Zombie, zombie. I, I find that very, very hard. Mm. Um, I think that is really scary. You will never understand, right? That, that was why I wanted to get out of that marriage. Even though, yes, in the natural, I have everything right, 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 that right. I want, you know. But like I say, I'm not into just the material things. Yeah. I'm into living life in the fullest way. Yeah. So I think that was that could potentially be what is very scary. Not having something to live for. Um, such that you get to be able to fulfill your destiny. When you were in that marriage, huh? okay, let, let's, uh, we have three more minutes to go. It, uh, it was a 10-year marriage. The first few years were fine, is it? It was okay? I had my first shock in my first year of huh? marriage. Shock. I oh. found out something that About broke my heart. Infidelity, lah. First year already got infidelity. Oh dear. He, oh, okay. Can I imagine? So, but after that, you stay on uh, for ten years, uh. I just kept on forgiving, 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 because like I say I trust people. Yeah. So I, I kept on trusting. I kept on working in the marriage, working on myself. But like I say. You, 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 you can't work in a marriage which is really broken down where someone um, someone is not fake, fake, faithful, right? Like, like cry, apologize, say I'll change, anything like that? Or you just continue? It, wasn't, it wasn't quite like, 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 like that. Mm. Um, it was every time he was caught. Uh -huh. So, um, so I think if he wasn't caught, it would have just gone on. Oh. You know, so people can be sorry because they recognize that they have done something wrong yeah. versus people are sorry because they are caught. I know, I know. It's totally different. So that was why um, the problems were never dealt with. Adequately. And, and the final, was there a final straw that, or, or he one day said, you know, uh, it's not working out? No, That's no, no. I had to get out. If not, I would have killed myself. <laughs> and, and just to be very clear, did, did you ever try to kill, kill yourself? I had, I had thoughts. Okay. So you were so depressed that you actually but it's better to die, even though you have two young kids. Um, it's kind of quite paradoxical because I don't believe in killing myself because I believe in living for, for God. And yet, you know, life had, had so much pain that it was so hard to go on. So that's where I realized I had to get up.
because I wasn't going to kill myself because it would contradict everything that I believe in. Yeah. Uh, because my, my life is not mine. Yeah. Yeah, my life has been purchased and I know how much God love, loves me. Yeah. So that's why I chose to get out of the situation. That's really very courageous. Yeah. Uh, so one, one final thing is uh, Emily has a question. Uh, you know, so, some of the people watching either today or next time would probably either struggle through divorce or or have family members who do. You know, do, do you have anything encouraging, a, a gentle reminder for people who are going through uh, uh, struggles in their marriage? You know, maybe like in your state last time in Shanghai, you know, what, what would you say to them? Especially the women, I suppose. Don't bear the abuse alone. You need to get help. Because like me, I could you know, go on believing that he would change and I suffered in silence because I didn't want to shame him or, and he didn't want to get help. But actually, if you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because if there is a problem in your marriage, you have to get help. Don't suffer in silence. If you don't get help, eventually your kids will, will be affected because you're not being the, the mother that you can be or the wife that you can be in the fullest sense. So get help. There will always be people that can help you. And that's where this never meant to be journey alone, even though it may be something really, really personal. But if you don't get help, it's never going to resolve by itself. And it may get so, so dark that you may actually experience depression uh, that could lead to something much worse. So rather than going down that path, which would destroy your, your life, please get help. Mm. Uh, Roland says, get a professional help, <laughs> not just help. Yeah, I mean, uh, having been through a very dark period in my life, uh, I, I fully agree, you know, because when you are alone at home, all sorts of very deadly thoughts come in. Yeah, but when you are around positive people, you know, some may be professional, like, like really therapists, counselors, some are just very, very positive friends. Yeah, so I, I agree with Roland, uh, but at the same time, I would say even without, even without professional help, uh, you have very encouraging friends around you who uh, listen to you, not, not, keep preaching like hey, that verse is wrong <laughs> like oh you shouldn't have done that you know this kind of people we shouldn't hang around like, you know, people who think they know more than you and, and touch you yeah, but people who are ready to be there for you you know and, and listen to you and empathize with you ah, we, we need people like that and, and people like that may or may not be professionals yeah I, I'm so thankful you know, like, like you, I'm a believer of God and I'm very thankful that God is always here, although he's invisible. 
Yeah, but he is always sending people to our life. Yeah. You know, like for example, sending you, you know, sending Ivan, <laughs> and sending a lot of my wonderful, wonderful friends, many of whom are watching this right now. And uh, my, my final note is this. My final note is, uh, you know, we, we all need to take very good care of ourselves, right? So Lisa is a wellness consultant. Uh, she takes very good, good care of herself, takes very good care of Ivan, <laughs> and also very good care of her clients. Yeah, and all of us, please help, okay? You can look for Lisa, you can look for me. Uh, we'll just offering listening ears first, you know, no, nothing professional like, uh, you know, consultancy or anything. It's just, just friendship and listening ears first. Yeah, and then after that, uh, you know, all of us just form a social circle, really, really helping each other through dark periods of our life. It can be divorce, can be health scares, can be parenting, stress, can be financial crisis, can be retrenchment. It doesn't matter, okay? Once our mental state is not right and we know it, then please talk to somebody. Yeah. So thank you thank you very much. I know that 24th, which is next week, we have a very special webinar where you share uh, a lot of nutritional and health tips. Yeah, and I attended a one last week and well, I really learned a lot, you know, things about sleep, about nutrition, about breathing. So uh, I, I'm going to share a link right now. And anybody who wants to continue learning from Lisa, please click on the link and join our webinar, you know, and please, of course, connect with Lisa on Facebook and connect with me as well. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Eugene. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, um, to be able to be sharing the topic on epigenetics. Oh yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Next Wednesday. So it, it'd be something very interesting in terms of understanding how uh, the environment and your behavior can impact the, the genes expression in your life. So yes, do come on board by registering. Thanks. Yeah, I just shared the link already. Join Lisa for her free Zoom webinar on epigenetics. Wow, I never even hear of this word until you taught me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Uh, okay. Really you. And uh, you know, God loves us all. Good night. Yes, yes God loves you all. Yes. Bye. Thank you, Eugene. Good night. Good night, Lisa.